AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turner. And welcome to episode 16, season 12 of the Fighting Got Podcast. And down the line, we're joined by Spooky. How you doing, mate? I'm really well. I'm 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 okay. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay too. And Mark Nesbitt, yeah. how you doing, mate? Hello, mate. You okay? Uh, yeah, just about. But I mean, like, are you, how how do you process defeats at the moment? Like, not not at the moment, just generally. Do you sort of get caught up for days and end, or is it something you kind of process quite quickly? Do you let Spurs's imperfections and poor performances impact your life significantly? I think it's. Um, Oh, sorry, Guardian. <laughs> you, Guardian. you go first, first, but you go first. Yeah, you know it. Royalty first. Yeah, you've been here um, two fucking minutes. It's jumping all over your, all over your. Spook. It did sound uh, like. Did, to be fair, it did sound like I was asking Mark Spook. So you, you yeah, it did. did. That's why, I man. Just, you know what? I will just. I think, I think Spook is just pulling his dick out now. Yeah, he's, he's slapping me around. Good little member. Go on, Spook. Sorry, mate. It's been a while since I've been on. I'm eager. I'm too eager. Um, being at the game allows me to <coughs> get over it a lot quicker. Yeah, because when you're at home, you're watching it on TV, which I know most people do. That and there's no, there's no. You're, I mean, you, it's the detachment is almost instant at home, right? But it yeah. kind of isn't because you're, you're in your own home. Exactly. So, so everything that's happened, everything that you've watched, you can't really get away with it. Whereas, you know, I kind of sat in my seat, waited for everybody to kind of pile out uh, of the 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 upper tier. 
then I made my way down to Beaver Town. Bardi was there, T was there, and and you kind of then just work through it. And it's to be honest, we barely spoke about football, and it kind of pulls you back into this reality that don't worry, there's another game in a few days' time. Yeah, and another opportunity. And I know this is like this is just basic football one hundred and one, right? There's always another game. There's always another another game to you know whether you're on a good run or a bad run. You know, there's re- redemption around the corner. At least that's the, the the hope. So I think I'm I'm okay because by the time I get home, I'm done. Even though if I get home, there's anyone there, I'm like, look, guys, I don't want to talk about football. Just leave me alone. I'm going to just distract my mind completely. And even today, I'm kind of like avoiding certain things. Um, and it's just a process, isn't it? We all have different ways of... Uh, it depends on the it depends on the performance. It depends on how we lost. You know, the Newcastle, Newcastle performance and, you know, the, the, the end result was not fucking great. So I was disappointed and, and still am. Right yeah, now. yeah. There's the, the what I, I we was having this conversation. I was having this conversation on Thursday last week after the Man United game. It is one game in a never-ending cycle of games. The we will never run out of games of football to play, <laughs> and there will be times where things are not exactly how you want them to be, and there will be times where you're absolutely loving life. But this is just exactly. one guy game, one period of frustration of which there have been many as Spurs fans. So just, um, you know, look, I, that, what you mentioned, what, what hit home for me is I watched it with my brother and my dad and there were kids right, screaming and shouting all over the house and stuff because they came over with their kids and that. Um, but we watched it together. And while we were frustrated watching the game, me and my dad and, and Ryan, my brother, as soon as the game over, ended and then we had a little chat about it, but then we just sort of got on with just being with each mm. other. And I think that's like when you go to football, if if you're exactly. not lucky enough to to to, um, to to watch it with family or you're watching it on your own, it's so much more insular and in your brain, and you're living it so much more when you're on the sofa on your own with no one to talk to. And I often think that's why the reaction on Twitter this week has been, especially today, has and last night has been it, it has been significant for the first time I think in Conte's reign. And we're going to come on to all these talk about all these things. But it was, and, and I think a lot of those people are people that, that are um, are forced to watch it on their own, and they need to go to Twitter to have the conversation that we would be having in a pub. But because we in, uh, it, we're in a pub and you're face to face, the way you question or the way you structure your questions or the conversations you have are much more nuanced and soft compared to online, where it's you know what the the, the nature of social media is is. It's, you're, you're like an exaggerated version of yourself. It, the, everything that's mm. painful is exaggerated on Twitter because you have to you have to wade through the 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 never ending sort of, the never ending uh, tweets that are coming through, and you you want your tweet to hit home. And if you're not in a situation where you have tons of followers, like lo- most of us, like we're lucky to have after years of you know doing a podcast and stuff. Pe- you know, for some people, they don't. They, they won't have that. They won't get that, that gratification or, of communication with other fans. And, and they find that when they are the most extreme versions of themselves, it's much more likely to get a rise, I think. Maybe it's, I'm going a bit too yeah. deep, but I think... No, yeah. no, no, that's, that's about right. Yeah. Mark? Um, I, think, I, think, I think that's, I think that's, that's right. That's, that's actually a, a perfect way to describe it because um, uh, I have about 
14 followers on Twitter. And the other day, I, I and I sometimes get caught out and I do, you know, <clears throat> I do in my head go, I just, you know, I'm, 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 I can be emotional, you know, I'm, I'm ginger and, you know, right, short. So I have, you know, I haven't been blessed in life. And, um, <laughs> out a bit, you know, letting, this, letting this out is, this is on a man Twitter of, is sometimes of Viking heritage as well. Like, <laughs> I know, right? The, like, fucking, how, why do you think I left, mate? I'm for, surrounded by like six foot five blonde gods and goddesses. Yeah. Like, even the girls are bigger than me. Like, Honestly, like the, even my little brother, you're not even up, blonde, was bigger than me. Like the, the, I'm not, I'm mate, I'm nothing. I'm literally in the yeah. eyes of in hey. the eyes of the Vikings, you are nothing. You are absolutely zero. Wow. I, I, okay. I, I, I mean, like, that's like taking it probably a step of foot further. Like, I apologize. I got to just say, I got to say what I feel. Mm. Right. That's only fair. Yeah. Even if you're, you're, if, this is your Twitter. Life is your Twitter, right? Yeah, you yeah. have like two. Maybe you have like the fighting cockers, like your life friends, and and. You know, that's that's where you say all your outrageous shit, and you, then you don't say anything on Twitter where you've got like seventy thousand friends. Yeah, Maybe but, that's but, but I think I'm, I think this is this podcast and Patreon's like safe place, and I can say what I want pretty much. But uh, one day I will get caught. But the um, no, but what I'm saying, in the eyes of your ancestors, you you you're less than nothing. <laughs> in fact, you're gonna have to do a DNA test less to find than out whether you know. <laughs> Spook, don't you fucking start? You know, you might find your heritage in some other little country, you know, the yeah. um Scotland. Just <laughs> Scotland, yeah, absolutely. Mama, there I, you I go. Say, you already know this. You already, you already this know what I'm saying. Is this the Scottish part is the, is the alpha it? part of your DNA. The, well, in, 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 in the Viking in in the um the you know the, the Viking Empire, if that is what right. it was even called. Um, you uh, would be sort of carrying rocks from one place to another. That would be your job. I'd, the... I'd be uh, no. I think I'd be like um, while the like men fought in uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> the guy that that like Grey sits worm. next to the king and just Grey Worm. That's it. Grey worm, just yeah. whispers like Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, uh, we'll stop in- insulting you. I apologise for that. I don't even know how we got onto this. Doesn't matter. It's I know, funny. I, I insulted my. I, I, I started out insulting myself. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And then like, and then we jumped mm. on it like bullies. Uh, I'm, yeah. Answer this yeah. question for me, Mark. Uh, Darren Fox. Right. He says, uh, "Is the stadium built over some sort of ancient burial ground that was disturbed? That we disturbed, and we're forever fucked with bad luck and the spirits of someone, whatever prick, has cursed us with no trophies, or, or success, or happiness." It's some prick. Of, yeah. It, 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 it does kind of. Do you know what he means? It, I understand what he means. It kind mm. of feels like all the other teams around us, the clubs of our size, even when they they were sort of shit or not as good as they have been, or they they came, became to be, won trophies in that journey. Like I, I was talking to a, a Man United fan called Adam McCullough, and he. He was. We were talking about fallow periods, and he said, "Yeah, you know all about fallow periods." And I was like, "You're one to talk." What Man United done? And he said, "Even in our fallow periods, it's what Spurs fans would dream of having." And I didn't really have a comeback because he, our fallow periods are so much or have been previously so much more significant than any of the other clubs around us, the clubs of our size. Like the same question gets asked of why was you ever in, considered to be in the Super League? Well, we generate the money that means it's attractive for a Super League, but on merit, they're right. We shouldn't be there. And I think that's what the frustration, where the frustration comes from. Like it feels like we're cursed 
because Arsenal were in the shittiest era of they of their of of of, of the last couple of decades that had won an FA Cup, something we'd dream of doing, and that's might be where the frustration comes from. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Mark. I, I sort of, yeah. I, do you know what? I can sort of see, thinking back now, you know, like what was some of the some of the tougher periods in 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 to to just use Adams point there like some of the tough I mean the Jose Mourinho years at Man United were awful right but in his first season he still won the fucking Europa League and I think did he win the League Cup or something like that next year I think yeah like we (laughs) it's not like we would we would die for that but I'd fucking love a Europa League or a League Cup right now like I'll take anything we'd take anything right so like he's 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 probably got a point but 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 you can't can't compare ourselves to Man United yet like so that that's not really uh He's he's punching down there. Our our Adam is, um, but yeah, I, I think I think that there's there's going to be a time um, where we'll look back at, at this time with 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 Conte in charge and go, oh, you know, we were still building something. I I I, I still think there's lots to come. Um, the the Newcastle defeat was was bad for a lot of people, but I, we we can't get too fucked off with it because we, we'll just we'll throw away everything that we've that we're still trying to build here. This is still just part of this process. And, and, and <clears throat> yeah, it's, there's, there's a bit of a fallow period, like you said. I think that's a, that's a nice way of describing it. But it's just, it's, let's not, we can't shit our pants just yet. It's well, just way too early. We're going to come, come on to all of that um, very shortly. Before we do, um, The Fighting Cock is sponsored by NordVPN. Last week, we talked about a, um, a, a way to use NordVPN to access Satanta Sports in Moldova. Um, you can get loads of football, Champions League, Premier League, La Liga, UFC, Europa League, all the football basically for the price of £3.49. What we said wrong last week was, it was correct, but you have to use Lithuanian server to access. Uh, when you sign up for Satanta Sports, you select um, Moldova as your location and then you can get all of the football for £3.49 a month. I was told... Oh, what a bargain. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's mad. It's, ab- it's, insane, it's it? absolutely mad and completely legal as well, which is mad as well. But it is legal. But what these companies sometimes do is change their terms and conditions so that while this will might work for six months, it may in the future. They change things and make it not work. But then there's always NordVPN to access all the broadcasts around the world that where it does work. But right now, that offer is there and you can take advantage of it. Uh, the quicker you do it, the more time it will be valid. Uh, to do that, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash fighting cock. Get a huge discount on your NordVPN plan, including four months free if you pay up for a year in advance. It's completely risk-free. If you don't enjoy it, you get a 30-day money day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk. And if you use it right... If you can put a little bit of time into it, and it's really easy to use, but if you want to put the time into it and figure out where the best deal, deals are, then you're going to actually save money. This is going to save you money by investing a little bit in a subscription to NordVPN, which is about a cost of a cup of coffee a month. Um, Mark, do you remember last week um, I said to you that I knew more about football than you? Well, I'll ask you a question. Yes. Who knows more about football, me or you? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And mm. uh, my question at the start of that podcast was, why are we so much better in the 3 5 2? Mm. I never want to see a fucking 3 5 2 ever again. Good. Good. Mm. I mean, it. it, it <clears throat> yeah. It's, well, I, I think also, I hate to, to, to let you think that you're right on anything, but I, I think I said this last week. I was well. right I, at the time. I just, 
I honestly think you're. I, I just don't think the players are necessarily. So do you remember when you were first going on about the the three five two or the five three two as you called it? And I went, yeah, but you know he's playing a three four three because these are the players he's got to at his disposal. We need a few new players to be to fully function in the three five two. Fucking hey presto, who knows more about football, Mark Nesbitt? Because we just we don't quite yet have the players for a three five two. We just we just don't we don't necessarily have the midfield players and our wing backs, who are if anything even more important, are just not Play very what much. they they're really not, they're not good yeah. enough. They just look. I actually didn't think Emerson was as bad as a lot of people were saying yesterday, and, and you know. I just don't, and the stats kind of the stats, the stats back that up as well. I thought Cessignon was awful, but I also think Cessignon will need longer to to adapt to things. We've seen it. We've seen that in his first career. He he needs time to adapt. Um, Emerson took took to it slightly better. The man can't still can't cross to save his life, but he didn't. He, this was not a, a terrible game for him. He wasn't. He wasn't. You know, it, it's what they're being asked to do. They're just fundamentally not the wingbacks that he wants them to be. Um, and we still need a little bit more creativity and, and, and someone that can take a man on in midfield if we're going to play a three-five-two. I think Kulisevsky will be will be good in that position in the middle because uh, he he's one of our only uh, players that that can beat a man. Son can, but he looks a little bit devoid of confidence at the moment. I'm not quite sure. Um, so so yeah, look, I, I don't think it's, I don't think you should you should. You should stick stick on your hill, stick to three five two. But we just need we need January to come around, um, and then we need summer, and we need you know one hundred and fifty two hundred mil again in the summer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Spook, before I come to you, can you yeah. just check that your input on um, on Discord is your mic and not your laptop? Just check. Um, just it's just a little bit low. It just doesn't sound quite right. If it is, then don't worry about it. We'll figure it out after. Um, if, uh, yeah, yeah, input's right. Yeah, it sounds much better now. Really? Okay. So you didn't change anything? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it sounds perfect now. Well, weird. Oh, well, yes, there we go. Um, engineering on the go. Um, what, what, what are your feelings? Is, is they've got to be similar? I think it's the the midfield spook that um, potentially is the issue in having defensive three of Basuma, Skip, or Huibia and. Um, Bentancourt, while they both have their roles and are, are 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 good, I think over the two games that we've just experienced, it's clear that mm. the creativity is lacking somewhat, and the service to Kane and Son is stunted, perhaps by that trying to aim for that solidity in midfield. Like someone like James Madison ahead of Skip, if we yeah, we the, the, there's absolutely no doubt that we're missing like a, a creative spark, right? Something, someone who can just play a ball that isn't just uh, um, part of an automation, part of a transition, part of what Conte gets these guys to deliberately do to recycle the football and, and kind of keep possession and whatever else. Um, you know, we know what Conte's football is meant to be. We know how it's really functional and pragmatic and you run into a certain place, certain position and you receive the ball. And that's how you that's how you create opportunities just through those supposed automations. Except we don't do enough of them to really be as effective as we could be. I did. I didn't think our midfield was that bad against Newcastle. I think I think to kind of echo 
Um, I was going to call him Matt. Sorry, Mark. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you Mark. did that on purpose. You weren't going to call me Matt. You're just saying. You're just <laughs> fucking life, digging me out again. <laughs> N- Matt Nesbat. So, the fact that we haven't got proper wingbacks, right? You've got Emerson, love him. He's a good defender, but he's not a wingback. He doesn't have the offensive traits that we need. You literally, if you're going to get to a position where you're going to cross the ball, it needs to be delivered into a dangerous area that our players will attack. And that might happen once, like in a game, twice, you know, and he does a lot of hard graft to get into those positions, but he's just not effective enough. On the other side, Sessignon, he can be really, really good. He can be really, really poor. And you can tell that he is a project. He's someone, you know, can we afford to have those type of players in the team? Well, that depends on what where you think Spurs are at at the minute, because I think that's, and we'll probably come on to this, I think that's where people are losing their shit a little bit too quickly, is I think that we've, we're expecting everything to fall into place. And even I was expecting it to fall into place, to be, to be fair. And it looks like now there is there's still a lot to be done. But I think we need something different in, 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 in the middle. Just if you're going to play 3-5-2, I've got too many players who do the same type of thing. And probably whether it's because Conte instructs them or whether it's because they just they don't have it in them, they're not as inventive as we need them to be. But... It's just like a general observation, and I know people probably think this is just an easy way out. I think this season, even playing the way we've played, it, we could have been, we could have accumulated even more points, and probably even lost less games. Although the last two were unavoidable, just with the way we played, uh, and, and that's off the back of the chances that we do create. You saw it yesterday. Song got into a couple of positions where he doesn't have that instinctive kind of just shoot and score he like dithers in in the moment in the seconds doesn't play out wide decides to dribble a little bit more doesn't get the shot in or gets a shot in and it's saved or or whatever he had an opportunity early on where i thought he was just going to kind of curl it into the the opposite corner chose the 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 one nearest to him i think it was saved there's something lacking even you've got kane who scored 10 times right and yeah, I don't think he's playing half as good as... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's something still about that synergy between the two of them. Like, we get... We we, we create a lot of chances against Newcastle. And they were just more clinical and ruthless, which is usually what Tottenham do. Like Spurs usually contain, 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 counter, one or two chances, score. And then we do it again. But whereas we've, got, we've gone the complete opposite now, we're, we're creating opportunities. They might not all be clear-cut, but... There just isn't that kind of like belief that it's going to end with us scoring. It, it, we make it really, really difficult. And people, again, you could say that's the system. You know, we're not, we don't have enough energy. We don't have enough spirit and tenacity. And you look at the way Newcastle were playing. Maybe, maybe, maybe we are reserved a little bit too much, but we get into positions. And I, I think our players fundamentally let us down, even the good players. So yeah, Eric Dyer was really, was really poor. It, um, yeah, yeah, God, and, he's terrible. And obviously, uh, Larice is. I mean, for for, I, I, for for a for a side like us. Sorry to cut you off there, but but who and one of our things has been that we've been defensively sound uh, this this season at least. You know, we've we, you know we've ground out wins and all that sort of stuff. We actually created shitloads yesterday. Um, 
it was just Lloris, hundred percent let us down. Dyer was way off his game. I was really like, I was a fucking. I wanted to sell the cunt like on after right after the game, which is harsh because you know he has been he has been good last season and this season, but yeah, he was terrible. Fucking little yeah, Greg Munching cunt. He was he was just a uh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great. I didn't think Sanchez was good, but but again. I think it's a high ceiling for him. You, you can't expect too much of him. I thought the problem the problem was was Larissa at the back. I, I, he just didn't look confident, and I think that had a massive effect on our, on our three centre backs. Um, but we, I mean, it's it was clear, painfully clear yesterday that if Dyer's off the boil and we don't have Romero, we look really inept in defence. And you know, even though Cessignon and Royal came back and and, and had to help out in defence a lot, it just. It just wasn't. It didn't look great. I didn't think. I thought Almiron's goal was was good, but that was an individual piece of brilliance. And but it well, was them, terrible. And like terrible Long, Longley was getting, it was it was yeah. And Longley was getting a lot of stick for it. I was like fucking out. I mean, Cessignon didn't do great in that in that either. Yeah, Longley not, was he, the last man. It was a fifty fifty. And, and when Almiron's already Almiron's bowling in like into him like full of confidence as he is, and he's playing well enough. Actually, you know, you got to hand it to the boy. He's he's had a tough time at Newcastle, but. But they're fucking Larissa's distribution and in his performance for the, you know, how, how he but Larissa's decision how he set himself for to that. To kick out, kick out and aim a sort of floated 50-50 ball to Sessignon to try and win. Sessignon... Yeah. In and we fifth, know Sessignon's terrible in the air. Like, he doesn't... He's, he's not built to win 50-50s, right? So he's at a disadvantage. So it's not actually a 50-50. If your two players are going up and one of them is Sessignon, he's at a natural disadvantage. So... Instead of doing something that was less, you know, that that it was such a high percentage chance or a low percentage mm. um, uh, pass from from Lloris, that, yeah. that it was inevitable that the ball was going to be trans uh, t- was going to turn over, and then obviously they scored a bit and Longley got beat, but Almiron's on fire at the moment and he's pacey and he he used every bit of his um, his pace and skill to to execute and get himself into a position where he can score. Laurie should have got down better, quicker. But the point that is less of the point. The point is Longley was isolated because of the pass from from Maurice. And I get that these are mm. permutations and so many things can happen to, to avoid those situations. But he's he he, he Lloris was directly responsible for us losing that game. And the the pass out you could say, well, you know, nine times out of ten they don't score from that scenario. But the the one that um the first goal where he came out and didn't just didn't do anything. He made no decisions. He made decisions to come out, which was probably correct, but he could have put his foot through it and it had gone anywhere. What he did actually was just I don't know, what he stiff boarded, didn't he? He just he just sort of hit his torso, and then obviously Callum Wilson came in and then he remonstrated for something that was no, he was never going to get that. It was never a foul. Like if they would if that would have been chalked off for, for Newcastle, it'd have been. That would have been outrageous. I mean, I would, I would have taken it and I'd have been happy, but that would have been absolutely outrageous. That was all his fault. And then he looked to the referee for protection because he knew he'd fucked up. And mm. Dyer as well in that instance. I know Dyer did a lot wrong, but in that moment, he decided to remonstrate with the ref as well. What good are you going to do in that instance, remonstrating with the ref? Your job in that instance is to see the danger and do whatever you can to ensure that they don't score from it. And it may be that he would have never got back to head over or, or, or defend that goal. But don't use the time to start having a go at the ref the moment it happens. Get back. Get in position. Move. 
do something, do everything you can to prevent that ball going into the net. Instead, you and your your what what your brain went to in that instance was ref. That's unfair. When, as we saw in the replays over and over again, it wasn't unfair. There was nothing wrong with it, and they deserved to score. That's that was a massive bugbear and frustration for me. Ben Broad, uh, Ben Broadhead, he says, "Do you agree that until Larice is placed, we have no hope of achieving any success?" <laughs> we got, we got, I yeah. mean, that's that's well over the top. But you got to remember, he's, to... he was our best player against Man United like a week, like yeah. four days before. He was unreal. Is he? He's not damaging enough. No, that, no, I mean, no, Ben. No, that, that the answer is no. We don't have to get rid of Reese to achieve success. Exactly, is the answer. And like, like he fumbled against Arsenal. He, he he fumbled against Newcastle. You can say, I'm not going to say I blame him for you know. It's still minutes to be played after you fumble. <laughs> it's not like you 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 surrender all the points and you lose the game immediately having made an error. And and goalkeepers, you know, you kind of do tend to focus on the mistakes for obvious reasons. And even more so because Hugo Lloris is such a great keeper and he's been with us for like over 10, 10 years um, that, you, you know, you're, you're more likely to be critical, hypercritical of him and, and, and overreact. Um, I, the, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I don't know, I don't know why keepers are, are calibrated in this way to have these kind of absolute system shutdowns, you know, in... In pivotal, pivotal moments, I mean, I don't know if it's to do with the whole, you don't think about a shot that's, that's coming towards the, you know, the goal. That you will instinctively dive and try and save it, right? Yeah. But when you've got time to think, for a goalkeeper, I guess it is quite pressured. And, and we've seen, you know, I think I've spoken about the demise of uh, Robinson at, at Tottenham. You know, he was, he was great and he was consistent. And then he just started making mistakes. He just could not stop making mistakes. And like, we've had a lot of poor goalkeepers, you know, um, in our in our past. I, I, Tony D famously called Bobby Mims or, or, or described him as having hands made of mist. But yeah, you look. It, mistakes happen. Like our, our defenders make mistakes, and you you don't. You know, Carl Walker, such a great player for Spurs. Yeah. And for City, but people just go on about him having brain farts. And it's, Do you, I remember that we had so many conversations about Carl Walker and his mentality, so many. Mm, and look what mm, he's achieved. Mm. And it just so it's... we do need a replacement, right? And and Hugo's even aware of this. He kind of spoke about how he's going to help the club, and that's I think that's probably quite an important step. Like having him, I don't know what Hugo's going to do when he finishes his career at Spurs. He'll probably want to fuck off for a bit. Uh, before he comes back and potentially where he, coaches. Where, where did he come from? Lil? Uh, Leon, I want to say. But we're Tottenham supporters and we don't know. I mean, who gives a shit? It's fucking, it, who, it what sort of tin pot <laughs> little French club did we buy him from? We, um, we can't even take French football off. seriously anyway. Apart from PSG, it's all, all a joke. The whole whole league. But uh, yeah, we need it. We, we do. It, it's a, it's a weird one. Isn't it? We we we've never gone out and bought someone who could be a proper understudy. We've always bought keepers that are never really going to con- consistently play. Always towards the end of their careers, you know, or or just average goalkeepers. We've never really looked at buying the next superstar or someone that can potentially be the next superstar. Um, definitely, like we bang on about Kane and Son, right? How are we going to replace them? Goalkeeper is 
pretty pivotal to, to, to our long-term future. Not so much next few, next couple of years, I don't think, anyway. Do you, uh, I think it's, 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 if, I think also, though, if Larice, sorry to put in, but if, if Larice also wasn't our captain, I think it might have been an easier sort of transition. But he is a, he's a massive character for us um, on and off the pitch. Uh, you know, he's been there 10 years now been here 10 years so it's kind of it's going to be a big one to replace and i don't think it's going to be an easy one i don't know if we can do uh, yeah i don't even know how the fuck they're going to do it because you you, it's going to be hard to do a sort of a phased handover right because immediately when you rotate slash drop it's going to be it's going to it's going to be billed as a dropping isn't it no he's been dropped to the bench and all that sort of stuff that's gonna that's gonna Uh, be a a narrative that's just Put people spinning things. I mean, the reality is, mm, like, the, you know, he the, the 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 crown will have to be. You know, it's just like a changing of the of the king. Yeah, it has to happen at some point. You can't, you can't not have it. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and I just have to deal with that. I mean, it could be it could be quite tricky. It depends who we sign. We might sign a very young goalkeeper who's ready a first-team player in at a top club. Do you know well, what I'm saying? You've seen it, other that... clubs. That, that, there's no guarantee that's a success anyway. Like Manchester, yeah. So Chelsea's goalkeepers cost a combined £110 million and they don't even know who their first, first team uh, goalkeeper no, they're is. Back to, they're, they're back to playing Kepa again. Kepa again. Kepa like, cost <laughs> 70 million euros or, to, or, or pounds. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. And then Mendy, who was supposed to be the second coming of Christ, um, now can't get a game. It's, it's such a difficult position to play in. Even De Gea, through periods at Manchester United, yeah, was in a that. rough patch. Yeah, he yeah. did. Like, all, all goalkeepers do. Yeah, rough seasons. The only one, yeah, and he, yeah, they did. And and I guess the only one who's been consistent is Edison and Allison. Um, mm. And but but it, both defenses. Yeah, great great defenses yeah. and good footballers in their own right, and especially yeah. Edison. Um, but. Allison can make two or three mistakes a season, and in those seasons, Liverpool are flying, so you forget about them pretty quickly. Mm. <clears throat> but with Lorries, when the frustrations are running high at Tottenham in the fan base, they are gonna they, his his mistakes are going to be exposed. And in two really important games this season, he has he has made them. He he signed from Sp- uh, Leon uh, to Spurs. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Do you remember the yeah. transfer fee in pounds? Eleven million. No, seven point nine million pounds. Oh my god! I thought it was it, more than it that. It was rising to rising to eleven. No, uh, yeah, rising to eleven million pounds. Ah. Uh, if we, I guess, if we won something, which he never has. <laughs> but, Bargain. I mean, it's all the master plan by Levy to save four million. If Wait, we, three million, four million. if we can, if we can spend, I don't know, in today's money, that's probably more like sixteen, seventeen million pounds on a goalkeeper yeah, as good as ten years ago. Yeah, as good as Hugo Lloris, then. Um, there won't be an issue but yeah there does have to be a change of guard at some stage um uh so it's funny because uh my, my italian mate who uh was watching a, a some coverage of the spurs game against newcastle said there was a slowdown obviously there's a lot of attention on conte in italian tv and uh there was a slowdown and you could see of 
Conte screaming at Bentancourt. Uh, and it was, where are you going, you stupid dickhead? <laughs> what was this for? What game was this for? The Newcastle game. So, or, it wasn't, or, or maybe it was the Manchester United game. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think because because I think someone someone mentioned this in a in a I want to say a blog because I I don't think a lot of the journalism at the minute doesn't appear to be journalism. It, it appears to be click clickbait uh, blogging. Oh, it's been that way uh, for a decade, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like it's such a non-event of a thing. Like it doesn't. Who gives a shit? I mean, I'm sure he, he's called them a lot worse in the dressing room when he's when he's been screaming and shouting at them. I, I think in the in the moment, I'm sure players are calling each other lots of things on the pitch as well when they're fucking up. I don't. I don't think it's funny. I would. I would love to see that to be fair. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh. But that's Conte. Do you know what I mean? Through and through, because he, he's. It's. It's. This, this, playing, playing, no kind he's of playing in his position as well. Do you bear, bear that in mind? Is that exactly. Conte knows exactly what he would do on the pitch, um, playing in Bentancur's position. But he also yeah, has to realise that Bentancur isn't Antonio Conte. Conte was an elite midfielder. Um, but you know, in the same way that players hated training under Glenoddle because he was better than them. You know, Conte. Mm. But they're not kids. They are paid a lot of money. Like, I know there are some areas of society that would say that you shouldn't berate one of your underlings in such a way but football isn't a but they need mi- to have thick skin uh, right they, but football isn't a, mi- a microcosm of wider society like if he can't handle not that he's he, clearly he can but just fucking get on with it it's not a problem i don't think do you do you disagree much no, I, I totally agree. It, this is you—you you, you can't, you, you fundamentally cannot compare something like, uh, 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 and a situation in elite sports to to normal life. They just don't compare. They're, yeah. they're, they're totally two totally different, different worlds. Things. Different world. I mean, yeah, Tottenham has an HR yeah, department. The people, the people that exist, uh, they for players, for, for players, for the club, for the. Uh, for players, what I would it be like? Support, I think the culture is different as well. There'd be a liaison, the player liaison. Well, yeah. what, what would they? What would they do? What would they? 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 they you know, well, he, he might go to his... take him to a, to a workers' council or tribunal. Could or, you imagine if Conte? If Conte? Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, they, 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 I mean, it's ridiculous to suggest, but they. I think there's some people out there that would say that what Conte screaming, calling him a stupid dickhead as an employee, hundred oh, percent, would have an a issue. Lot, yeah, there's a lot, and there's a lot of our fans that would that would say that, and and would would really, you know, clutch their pearls and 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 be outraged about this. But it just isn't. This isn't real. Wimps. Normal. We call them life. wimps. And he doesn't mean this, it. This he doesn't true. mean it. Do you know what I mean? No. He's... Listen, you've all we've all done that. We've all played football or some other sport that we're into, and we've 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 shouted at you know our opponents or or even our teammates like fuck, just fucking mate, what are you doing? Why are you trying that fucking pass, mate? Like we're one nil down, just fucking play it safe, dickhead. dickhead and then you run off again, and it's fine. Mm. Like what? That's I mean, to be fair, to be fair, uh, you, you need to stop interrupting me, you stupid dickhead. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that. That's not me doing banter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, ba- I'm bantering, mate. They, they, there was. The, the, I was a perfectly timed pause just after you said that. Me and Flav stopped laughing. I don't know. There, 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 there is things, times where I've been watching TV and um, I've been watching uh, Spurs play. And I, in that moment, the only way I could describe feeling about a certain player 
was genuine hatred about my own player. Like, I would look at him and go, I hate you, and I wish you'd never, ever come to Tottenham Hotspur. That's how I felt inside. <laughs> then the game sort of finishes, and you realise that was a bit, ar- emotion, that, that was a bit harsh. <laughs> I don't hate him. I, hate, I don't hate anybody, I don't think, on, on earth. But Conte's in that moment... super emotional, right? And also, him saying, where are you going? It's almost like, what have you been doing on the training pitch at Hotspur Way for the last three or four days? You know where you need to be in this transition. The fuck are you wondering for? Do you know what I mean? And this is the type of stuff that, you know, I mean, obviously people are going to say, well, if, if Conte is such a perfectionist, uh, how did we lose against United? How did, how did we lose against Newcastle? Okay, if football was that simplistic, we'd win every single game, right? We'd be invincible forever. It's just not, it doesn't work like that. So the fact that Conte's screaming some shit like that from the sidelines, he's getting frustrated. He can see what's wrong and hopefully they can fix up and look a little bit more sharp in, 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 in the coming games before the winter break so we can at least be happy for a month before we come back to it in uh, Christmas, I think, Boxing Day or whenever the next game is after World Cup. Um, this isn't a direct, a, a, in any way a correlation to uh, who I was talking to about me hating but has Harry Winks played a game for Sampdoria? I don't think I don't think he has unless he, 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 he it's happened in stealth mode and no one has tweeted about it but the last thing I read about him was that he was struggling um, oh, so surprise eh yeah, yeah I mean it, it did not see Fuck that knows, man. Hopefully he likes the food out there. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. I mean, I, I wish him all the best, but we, we need one of the, uh, yeah, we need someone who follows um, loans. I don't know if we know anyone who does who to, to update us on that, but <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Go and watch, uh, go and listen to the extra inch if you want to hear more about our online. Does, does Wendy actually do that? Does he still do online update? Um, he, he, he seems to know. I think he, I think he has done maybe on, on, on Twitter. Okay. Um, Oh, Bardi was having a dig at you as well, Mark, uh, at Beavertown on, on, on Sunday. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, why, he, he was why, just saying... Why are you starting beef? He was, la- he was genuinely laughing and saying, how does that guy that you got on the pod, the, the new guy, doesn't even call you by your name, by the way. Does he not know nice. you, Mark? <laughs> nice. Uh, how, how, how is he rating... Oh, yeah. Like, how is he... Well, uh, this, <laughs> is the, a, uh... well this is a good question. <laughs> is it? Was... Why did... How I is he mean, thinking that he's the best midfielder that we've got, etc., etc.? Because you wouldn't have it. I, I think we were saying to him, we missed him. We, we could have done with him. I he would not have made a blind bit of difference. And then we, we kind of uh, went down a rabbit hole with that for about five minutes. Well, this is the thing, actually, Mark. In a way of answering that, uh, coming back as a rebuttal to Bardi, because he will be listening. Um, mm. He uh, is easy to forget that Romero and Hoybier weren't in that side. And... Hoybier has definitely been our best midfielder. Maybe, I think, if you had to... Actually, before Mark answers, Spooky, who's been our better midfielder for whatever reason, without going into a five-minute diatribe about it? Uh, Hoybier or Bentangor? Oh, my word. I, I, I think I, 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 would edge, I would edge the Viking just. But, but Bentangor is... the Bentangor, arguably, though, you could, you could without going into it deeply... You don't tend to think too too much about his mistakes as much as Hoybier, but one has more finesse on the but, ball. But why? Why, but but, why but, is that but, then? Why is that? Why is that? Why, why don't you think? I think it's just the the narrative around it, mate. If I'm genuinely honest, but the, the thing is, I'm not 
the most tactically astute kind of pundit on stuff like this. You know what I'm like? I'm more philosophical and more mm. about the emotion of the game and, and what the players are, are doing, that visceral energy you get off players. And, and obviously people would sort of talk about, you know, the Viking as he's, he thinks he's a Viking kind of thumping his chest and like celebrating tackles. And it's like, they, de- they kind of demean. Why is that a bad thing? That's a, that's a positive it's, thing. But no, but the thing is that that's not, it's, it's not like that's all he does for fuck's sake. You're not going to get that, that much done on the pitch if that's well, obviously not what he does if you think that's all he does yeah. then you don't know what you're fucking watching not, that, that's well, not there's, an, there's a lot of cartoon I'm not, I'm not is that what you're saying Bardi said is, is Bardi said just said he's like a, he's well, a he thinks he's a, a cement mixer right like he, he doesn't <laughs> rate the, him the, the thing is it's just so we've had these fucking chats for what two years now like it's just are you just not going to convince we're not going to convince Bardi that 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 Hobiers is one of the best defensive midfielders in the league, but but he is. It's not. I don't, it's not opinion. You literally look look at your fucking look at the stats that apparently the extra inch love so much, and they'll, they'll fucking show you. There's only 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 Rodri, only Rodri's put up better stats than Hobier for this season. Fine, Jacques is having a good season. Partey is having a good season. Casemiro is coming into it, but it hasn't has barely played. He's played I think four games for for United. So it's not even just me sitting here with my Viking hat and my my bacon slung over my shoulders. Um, it's it's literally it's out there for people to just see if they can fucking look through their little gammon covered glasses and actually look at the stats on the screen. Oh. So anyway, oh, I can't. I can't. I feel, I feel, can, I, can I say one thing before? I, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to get lectured on who's a better player than the other from someone who rates Devinson Sanchez. So there. Yeah, Barty did actually say that Devinson Sanchez would be better than. Barty's a fucking. Bum Sanchez. He goes home and hugs a little, a little toy with that he's just painted in, in MS Paint a little picture of Devons and Sanchez on and just coddles that and cries to bed. Body won't. Body won't let this go. You know this, Mark. You're entering a war with it's the fine. with the Italian. It's absolutely not a problem. He likes Devons and Sanchez, so it's true. It does. It is, uh, he's hard. He's hard to take his opinion seriously when he rates Devons and Sanchez as highly as he does. I, I think Devons and Sanchez is okay, but. You know, he's definitely improved. I, I thought against uh, when he was under Jose Mourinho. He's From a li- very low base. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe Bardi can come on next week if he's got time and uh, defend his position. Uh, what, what, what do you think has changed? What has changed, Speak, right, from 12 league games ago <clears throat> when we it- hammered Norwich 5-0? Get it? relegated Norwich but the run up to that game was, yeah, it was incredible great, yeah. which including a a draw at Anfield which we should have won because we played well enough to win uh, we beat Arsenal 3-0 at home I know they had a sending off but we were as good as they were against us um, mm. what 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 could what, I know, we'll never know because the, there are nuances to this discussion that are, are unfathomable but there are too many there's too yeah. many moving parts but is it? Right, let me try and box this up without without rambling for fifteen minutes. Impossible, but I go think on. Lo- <laughs> impossible for you. Mate, you wouldn't have me any other way, and you know that. Mate, well, like, we, we've like, been doing this for twelve years. You're still here, definitely. But well, is what I mean, you, you do you some, you do, you do sometimes go. Oh, fucking Willie, stop talking, fuck's sake. No, no, well, then you just have to interrupt me, mate. I do so, that. Like, I do that. Season, <laughs> last last season, um, he Conte inherited. Spurs, right? And I know every single new manager is going to inherit what he's got there. And there's arguably managers that come in 
and they hit the ground running and the, the, the club's fortunes change. But arguably, most of those clubs do not have the pressure and the, the, the players, the quality and depth in, in, in the squad, regardless of your opinions about it, than Tottenham, like in comparison. But he's come in, he's tried to rework the squad in terms of fitness and conditioning and tactics. And it was stop, start, stop, start. We'd win a few games, we'd lose. He'd get really irritated. But in the end, it all kind of clicked for what we wanted to do. And and it kind of it worked in terms of the type of football. But you had Son and Kane on absolute fire. So it kind of makes things really easy. He's then got the pre-season that we all wanted him to have. He got the backing of the club, brought in a bunch of players. But obviously, people expecting these players to come straight in and people get distracted with have the players really improved us in any way. They don't look at the bigger picture. And that is Conte now has to set the foundations for what he wants his team to be in terms of identity. That doesn't necessarily happen immediately. But again, we dumb everything down because that's what we do as football supporters because we're so reliant on the high that football gives us when your team's doing well. And we, we, we exaggerate the lows to the point where we think it's the end of the world. Conte's simply trying to start from scratch. Now, people might say, just continue the type of football we played from last season. Okay, but maybe there was no longevity in that. What he's trying to do now is kind of build the Conte team, right? Mm. Based on the style and the identity that's associated with his football. The, the, The shit that he knows really well that's successful. But we've had several little problems. The form of Son and Kane together as a partnership, you know, the, the fact that, you know, we have brought in new players, but we've had injuries. We've had players that haven't bedded in quick, quickly enough. And now they're only just starting to play. We, we've got the wing back issue. You know, we've got new problems that have the, the, because of the standard that we, 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 we want to be playing at. Um, it's, it's kind of elevating the, the things that are wrong with it. So it's, so it might, people might think it's all falling apart, but it's probably just, amplifying where we need to be better. And, and and you factor in best Prem star ever, even with the way we've been playing, even with the problems we've had. So, you know, you can look at it from, from, from two ways. I think what's changed is that we, we're starting from the beginning this season. And as much as we like using the stats from last season to illustrate how good our home form was up until the other day, you know, the reality is it started from scratch. And so you could say... Conte has been our manager for 11 fucking games and we're third in the league and we've only lost twice and we've lost at Man United or lost three times Man United and Arsenal <laughs> where we'll never get much uh, from those games and obviously the Newcastle game it, it just, just wasn't a great experience for everyone um, so what has changed everything but, 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 but maybe nothing at the same time like we want to rebuild, but we, we, we don't want the rebuild to happen at the pace that it needs to happen. But we want to rebuild, I mean? but we want that rebuild to just be winning every game and not, not yeah. see any kind of drab yeah. performances. Yeah. Um, and it's made worse by, by them not down the road being top and playing 100%. Like fluid, flamboyant football. And, 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 and I'm not going to talk about them in, in great detail, but you, you can look at them and say, well, it's taken them, you know, he's the four years. Season it's the fourth, fourth year. Yeah. has been at Arsenal, you know? Um, and, they, and it generally and it calls for, for him to be sacked by their fan base. So many. All the evidence they is They were online. turgid. Mate, do you not remember how poor they were in terms of style? 
there was Arsenal fans talking about, I don't know what this team's meant to be doing. Yeah. Don't understand it. And it, was, it wasn't working. And he did what he wanted to do. He wanted to get rid of the big personalities. With Spurs, we're in a fucking good position because it is literally by three or four players. I know this is like, like a major thing, to be fair. But, you know, replace these two players and bring in someone in the middle and, and everything falls into place. But, but for some reason, modern football now, and it's been like this for a long time, it's, oh, if it's not going to happen in the next couple of games, fucking bin it. Start from scratch. People would rather start from scratch to get that initial high off a new manager than actually persevere and dig deep. Yeah. And I fucking, I, I actually lost my shit at the home game. There, there, were, there were a bunch of supporters, like the booing at half time. I just, I kind of stood up and I, I don't know who I was talking to. I was just, I just blurted it out. I, I <laughs> you just, were that I guy. Just, yeah, I just started like, Shouting loud enough for people to hear. Oh, don't fucking boo the team. Don't fucking boo them. What are you doing? I don't care how badly they play. play. And in the second half, like the, the, the supporters are getting behind the team again, and we score, and then they're proper behind the team. And I'm thinking, you fucking hypocritical pricks. Like it, it's, mm. I, I know it's really difficult because it's a pantomime, right? And I'm, and I'm asking football fans not to be reactive, and this is the only way they can be reactive. But I would rather have like a bunch of supporters when the football's being played scream wake up you fucking pricks and 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 just this kind of this kind of again visceral energy this kind of like like you're almost threatening them but in a really polite way and that often has the right effect because it's a it's thousands of people kind of screaming at the team to just just crack on and get in and try you know try and wake up try and do something but the whole booing thing is just it's like it's like being surrounded by fucking children. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's turgid. I don't know, there man. Was a, like, there, there, there was a lot of that stuff like this. Always no, you're, you're you're right, and you 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 don't like. I don't think many of us, any of us, certainly none, neither of us three, like like the booing are, are supportive of the booing. There was there was a fucking load of booing. I think maybe the the loudest I've heard it at half time. This Certainly is what we take the piss out of Arsenal for doing and have done I know, for I know. years. The, the, it's that, 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 that reactive kind of sinusoidal, wasn't it, Flav? Yeah, sinusoidal. Sinusoidal? I don't know. No, sinusoidal. Fucking hell. Mate, it's a mental word yeah. that no one's ever heard of. You'd never even no, heard of it. I've never heard of it, but that, you had to Google that word? it. Yeah. So what was it about? So it's, it's about, um, it's, it's, you know... It's a description of the sinus curve, so something that constantly goes up and down and yeah. kind of swings up and down from the. Constant, it was a poetic right? like, question so, that was asked asked on the um, yeah. on uh, the Patreon bipolar. preview. Did uh, he called it? Uh, yeah, bipolar sinus sinusoidal. Sinusoidal. Make it sound like suicidal. It's not that. That's what it feels like. Being know, it felt like some of those fans. Yeah, exactly. Them fans yesterday were were. Let's. Um, Let's uh, let, let's move on somewhat. But we've got Zeus here. He's asked a question. This is actually like I think this is the most liked response to a request for questions we've ever had. Um, Three hundred ninety-seven people liked a reply to our tweet where he said, "We're third in the league, first in our Champions League group. So why does it feel like we're in the relegation zone?" And eighteen eighty-two Spurs. He says, "Some of our fan base fan base deserve absolutely nothing. Wanting Conte out." It is utter madness. He's been with us 11 months and we are third and a win away from Champions League knockouts. The best league start in 60 years. But you only, ha- you only go so far with crap players like... Oh, well, 
Davies Sanchez. I thought that was going to be really mm. wholesome. Davies Sanchez, yeah, but all our players are shit. Um, it's, it's, it, imagine, like, I don't want to go back to Arsenal, but some of their fans were saying, trust the process, Arteta has a plan. And now look, and he's, free, he's two years ahead of where Conte would be at Tottenham. And Conte himself is saying, I need two or three more transfer windows. Exactly. I need the money. He, I need he never mo- stops saying that. He's always been saying that. And there's some fans out there saying, well, you can't keep complaining about money. But the only thing that's going to get us to where we need to be is money. That's the nature of football. You, the only way to win, typically, is by spending as much or more than your rivals. And it's, it's sad to say, it's a horrible position we find ourselves in. But we're lucky enough to have an infrastructure around the football club that will facilitate significant spending inside the squad. Like, imagine being fucking stoked. No hope. Absolutely no hope. So, mm. it's not as bad, man. Like, you get, you, I, I get people's frustrations, but there's also an air of entitle, entitlement. Yeah, Because imagine. we are a big club that we should be doing what everyone else is doing. Do you know how, do you know how impossible it is for us to win the league? It's really, really almost impossible. Like Arsenal are absolutely flying, and will they win the league this year? Uh, you could not I doubt it. Not yeah. in a, I, I would bet my house on them not winning the league this year because of what Man City are, and you know I've seen I've seen enough in those two performances against Leeds and uh, who is it Southampton to see. T T said something really great uh, after the game. We were we were talking about stuff, and he was being like his his classic depressive self, or, or kind of like you know. We're shit, and, and he was no. He actually wasn't saying we're, we're shit, but he was he was talking about we have we can't keep losing games, right? I think I'm sure he'll come on and he and he explain this a little bit better. But you know, he's saying we can't keep losing games. Like Conte will be under pressure to keep losing games, uh, which is fair. It's a fair comment, but it's not like we're going to go five or six games, you know, and not win a single one because then if that would ha- if that happens, then something. Something has actually happened in 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 the in in you know behind the scenes, right? It would be something chaotic that's playing out for him to lose the dressing room. But what he what he said was the reason why everything every game feels as bad as it does when we don't play well and we don't get the result is because we we are looking high, we are looking at top spot, even though it's beyond our reach. So every game becomes like a cup final, which is is, is great. Because it means that we think we can win every game, even though we don't win cup finals. But uh, we think we can win every game and we know how important every point is. And when we don't get those points, it hurts a lot more than a defeat 15 years ago felt. Yeah. But, that, that, but that, that's, that's a good thing because what it means is that we don't lose often. And then when we do lose, it, it, it hurts because it feels like fucking hell. But, I but it the does. But by the same again, token, it doesn't mean the world is falling apart around your ears exact, mate, because we've exactly. lost a couple of games. But, but I don't. I, I, here's, I think, the problem, right? I've said it before. We're not built for this type of pressure. So we are using age old uh, calibrations again that and don't fit into what we're trying to achieve now. So when we do lose a game or two, people just tap out. And it's like, nah, this is it's falling apart. The fo- I don't understand the football. And they want to quit and, and they want to go back to something that they're comfortable mm. with. We're comfortable with attractive football because it's entertaining. But ultimately, I've, I've watched entertaining football at Spurs 
even in the 90s, there were instances where we were entertaining, but it hasn't equated so much. And we're trying to do something different here. We're trying to change the culture of the club and, and the way that we do things. And for, for our fan base, and it's probably a loud minority at the minute, but our, for our fan base to just kind of think, no, nah, mate, this isn't for me, and let, let's reboot and start again, I think is, is weak. I just think but it's also, weak. I think you need, to, you need to dig deep. Everyone needs also, to dig deep. Also, yeah, but also, uh, I, I suppose as well, though, like if, 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 if we're going to think about it at a more macro level sort of thing, like for, for, for people like Levy, it, to a certain degree, yeah, he wouldn't have enjoyed hearing all the fans fucking booing at halftime yesterday. But as long as he doesn't lose his shit, then just, yeah, it's just a phase. Do you know what I mean? Like, like but fans are going to fucking piss him off. We've just mentioned Arsenal and how they absolutely they lost their shit on so many occasions with Arteta throughout this quote-unquote process, right? Um, Klopp didn't have a good start at Liverpool and, and, and a lot of... The, uh, the Liverpool fans gave him a lot more time. And th- yeah, you're right. We... As fans, we need to give them more time. But I totally agree with you. I don't think we're conditioned to be able to give managers a lot of time at the moment, especially if we don't like what we're seeing on the pitch. Fulfilling prophecy, right? If you, if you, if you know, we often say we can't control what's happening on the pitch. Yes, we fucking can. You know, if you you can turn, you can turn the atmosphere at home games into into toxic atmospheres, and Mm. that's when chairman uh, chairman. Uh, get trigger happy and yeah, make changes they, yeah, because they feel pressured and whatever else. And 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 so it, it, this is my point. I, I think I don't think football fans are the same that the, the you know we were when we first started going to football and even you know earlier than that. I think it's the whole thing has changed. It's like takeaway food. People want everything delivered. Do, do, do you think that's across the board though? Do you think that's for? Do you think that's the same? Because I don't think fans of, of some other football clubs are, are maybe as maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm interested. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but sense. with us, but I think there are clubs that you know. Right. Okay. Know. In a nutshell, okay. Because I'm conscious of time, and I could talk about this for fucking ever. Like I, no, I, I think the issue tapped out. He's left the call. I think the issue is <laughs> um, we. I've, I've lost my train of thought. Fuck's sake. Never mind. You're talking about. I had a really good point to make. <laughs> oh, that's it. Right. Self-deprecation. We have taken the piss out of ourselves for so long that now it's leaking into our reality and it's, it's actually governing how we feel about what we need to be doing. So we know we're the perpetual pre- pretenders. We, we, we've tried, we've got to cup finals, we've got to the Champions League final for fuck's sake, and we lost it. We, you know, we keep knocking at the door, we ne- never get through. So I think that does, and I respect it, it does play into the mentality of our fan base. I think we do genuinely think, fucking hell, when is it going to happen? And I think in, in my head, I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen once. It's going to be the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened, and we're not even going to worry about anything after that point. Um, that's that. That's where my head is. We, 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 we've got, we have been kind of. I feel like we've been saying that for about nine years, though. Like, okay, all right. I just. What else are you going to say? Just fuck it. Well, that's it. It's, this is the way you can maintain an air of, um, you know, composure, mental composure when when dealing with this stuff. But as I would say, always, 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 uh, go back to the same thing: is that we, as much as we're frustrated with 
Daniel Levy and, 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 and maybe Conte's tactics and Pochettino's failures towards the end of his, his time at Tottenham and the Nuno experiment and whatever it might be, we're, we're never far from a glorious moment. It might not be winning something, but we're never far from a moment that makes us feel like we, are the, we, we belong to the best club on earth. And you just have to give... You just have to give Conte... There has been a kind of growing minority of people on social media, and we keep referencing social media because it's something we're exposed to all the time, and it does impact how you feel about your club or it impacts opinions you might have about it your club. Yeah. It shouldn't, No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, but it's impossible not to as a human nature. You know, you, mm. when you see a load of people saying Conte isn't right, and even like my, my own brother, Ryan, who was saying, I'm not sure about Conte, and I'm like... I don't know what you think we're going to get if we sack Conte. Like what if you don't believe in someone like him and what he's done previously and don't think that perhaps there are other issues that can't need to be fixed outside of Conte and, and won't, won't be fixed just by changing a manager. And, and and a lot of it comes down to style of play. But, um, it, you know, it's you have to take the rough with the smooth and the ups and the downs and all that sort of stuff. And it's obvious that obvious way to approach poor form or good form but no one when we're playing well is going yeah but you know remember this is good just good form and there will be down periods when we're fly- when we're playing well everyone's going this is brilliant this is amazing Conte's a god but that isn't the way football works it's it is episodic there are moments mm. and times where things are going well and you should celebrate them but appreciate that there will be difficult times in the future and as I said at the start of the show is there's there's a never ending line of games that we're going to play, and there's a never ending number of players that you're going to see play at Tottenham Hotspur, and a never ending uh, number of managers. The longer you live, the more you will see, and it will every hover, the highest points you will feel will be equated by the lowest points as well. And that for a club like Spurs isn't relegation into the Championship or going down to League One like Sunderland. That for Spurs is where we're at now, which is we have last time we won a a major trophy was 2000 and whenever it was the league cup there would be fans out there that will never ever win a trophy ever in their life never they will never ever even be close 99 percent of fan base of of the fan base in england or the or the clubs that exist in england will never be close to winning and make one of these four major trophies that that we are, are caught so just be grateful for the fact that we're in the conversation. We don't support Port Vale. And do you know what? The most, most I, I think the people that are most angry probably would never support Port, Port Vale if they lived in the Stoke area. They probably would have just gone straight to Man United. Anyway, boys, I think that'll do. We've done an hour. Um, it was quite cathartic. And Spooky needs to go and uh, do his podcast. Where can we find your stuff? How, how do we find your dulcet tones? If you like hearing Spooky talk loads about Spurs, then how do we find it? What's I'm Patreon? on Patreon, yeah. so what is uh, it? if you go to Spooky in Purgatory on Patreon, uh, I do podcasts and blogs, and yeah, it's therapeutic as well, mate, so uh, you know what I'm like, it's just Spoo- like me. Spooky is, has been talking about Spurs for decades, and he... <laughs> He had <laughs> longer than most people have been alive. Yeah, and uh, dear, dear Mr. Levy, which is correct. dear Mr. Levy, which is the greatest blog that's ever existed about Spurs on the internet, and now he does audio stuff. So if you if you like what you've heard from Spooky today, go over to his Patreon, support him. Uh, it helps him buy all the skag that he needs to stay on an equilibrium. 
and um, yeah, it, it will help him uh, you know, continue to produce the amazing content he does. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. What the skag bit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you got the hurdy gurdy podcast. <laughs> so if you're if you're uh, right, mm-hmm. if you're speaking, <coughs> if, go you're, on, if you're if you're if you're go on Spotify, search for Hurdy. Uh, if you're a if you Danish really speaker, get it. yeah, search for Hurdy Gurdy. If you speak Danish, uh, no, if you speak Danish, <laughs> hi. There's about anyway. Uh, yeah, how, so... many, how many how many Danish Spurs fans log into your podcast? Probably about forty forty five or so. <laughs> it's it's there's not there's I don't not think, loads. I don't Spurs is not. It's too niche, mate. You I don't think you guys you guys just need to just record in English. You, your English is better than. Than the ninety nine percent of the people that most are listening English to people, yeah, I know. Well, not most That's English mad, people. I'm talking about the, the listeners of this podcast. Not, you know, we. I mean, actually, you're probably right. Uh, you know, you, who, who else is yeah, on there? You got what? I think so. You got Andreas is on so, there as well. It's myself. Yep, uh, the lovely Andreas Tau, uh, who is a. He's got many hats. Our Andreas has. He's a former journalist. Now lives out in sunny Spain uh, with his daughter. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. And then we've got a, a, a rotating panel of other uh, Spurs, Danish Spurs fans, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's great. And if you're Danish uh, or Norwegian or Swedish, you might even understand it. Um, Lads, just recording me. Record in my... English. Hmm? Just record in English. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know... Sorry, that was bad. So, I mean, Andrea <laughs> speaks English most of time. Andrea mostly speaks English or Spanish. But so uh, on yeah. your podcast, what, what, you've got da- what, what, Danish, what think, English, and Spanish. Be? It doesn't matter what, what your, ni- your, 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 your niche isn't just. Like, not, listen to me. Your niche. Oh, it, hello. We are some Danishes. Yeah, that's not what you sound like. Card in English. Yeah. No, that's not what we sound like. But exactly. well, some of the others would. I love them, but they, they would. Is everybody who comes on your podcast, can they all speak English? I bet they can. Yes. 100%. Well, then, then why are you alienating 99.9% of your audience? Well, it's our thing, isn't it? And we're also like, so we are, we're connected to, uh, well, part of the, the, the official Danish Spurs uh, supporters club. And, and I, I, you know, I think a lot of our listeners would probably get pissed off if we, but to be fair, there's like, you know, you, know, you replace those, stuff. you replace those listeners yeah, with English speaking yeah. listeners. Yeah, right. And what are they more right. or more or less? Are you saying people that can't they understand? They more because they're Danish. So yeah, they're probably worth 10 English people per Dane, it would still be worth it at least probably 15 but yeah and, and are they aware of what kind of viking you'd be are they what aware of that what do you mean by that i so love that silence just it lulls me in with all these like I'm just, seemingly i'm just interested, i'm know. just asking are the oh, top... what's it like oh why would you do it you're not a real person now mark you're not a real viking yeah. the country's ashamed of you I don't think they'd be ashamed. Ashamed would suggest that they would be remotely interested. Ashamed is a strong emotion. It would just be, Mm. they'd look at you and go, Mm. I feel nothing. Why is he so small? (laughs) Did did his mum not feed him? Did he not breastfeed? (laughs) Yeah. Is he? Did he not get that luscious Norwegian? What is, what is, I bet bet in Denmark, the average age of breastfeeding for a kid is like 12. (laughs) Fuck off. What? Just I mean, the mums are have, uh, putting their whappies out, the, willy nilly. I reckon. I reckon. Like I reckon whappies. in in, yeah, in Den- whappies. What is that? Not is that is that misogynistic? I don't know. What even is that? Whappies, isn't it? It's name of anyway, boobs. It's like uh, bazongas or bazookas. This is taking a turn. <laughs> I reckon in in Denmark, women are breastfeeding other 
other children that belong to other women. Imagine that coming home as a twelve-year-old, and, and you know you've got your mate with you, and like, oh, you're staying for dinner. And like, oh, what are you making today? Well, I mean, I'm having breast milk, but you can have. Either, my dad, I think, is cooking a roast or something. But I'm just having breast milk. You're, you're welcome to the other tier. I'm a single, you know, so I'm a single child. So yeah, the other ones. On bit, I had a. I was a bit pissed when I came home yesterday. So the other ones like gnawed through a little bit. So you just you just got to squeeze it as you're sucking as well, and then so and then it worked perfectly. Yeah. Exactly. This is what the fuck. I hope, I hope no one's listening at this point. Oh, the thirty percent listening. They're hundred percent listening. We know this. We're on the thirty. We're on the thirty percent. Uh, thank you very much, boys. And um, you know, so it'll, it'll, everything will be fine. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast when Spurs are triumphant once again. Bye, guys. Guys. Network.